Hi, welcome. Hey. Hi. Hey. We're, we're living. We're alive. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say we're living. That's, that, that sounds like some false promises right there. Um, That's why I amended it to we're alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more accurate. Welcome, folks. Welcome to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Uh, my name's Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. <laughs> this is going to be the energy level for the oh, podcast God. this week, I feel like. I'm sorry. That's okay. But you know what? You people didn't fucking pay to hear us. So <laughs> you get what you pay for. That's true. I think is the lesson to be learned here. So you want free entertainment? It's not necessarily going to be any good. I hope you learned a very valuable lesson. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I feel. That's how you feel? Can I, I want to start off this week. <laughs> the The opinions expressed by Elise do not, in, no, do, no, do no, not no, represent I, so, the brand Sumner's of a podcast as a whole. As a, I'm using this as a launching point. Okay. Because, you know... Our podcast, like so many podcasts out there, like most podcasts of people who want to make a podcast but, you know, aren't creative and don't really have any ideas or, like, things. <laughs> Speak like, for yourselves, People who aren't guys. good at this. Yes, go on. Well, <laughs> um, like, you know, we talk about we talk about stuff. We talk about the things that we've been watching, like our just general thoughts, just bullshit around for an hour every other week, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we do this for free. And if you listen, great. And if you don't, that's also fine. Um, but you know, major television network now. Oh my god! And Nick has been. <laughs> I cannot get over this. Excessively angry about this for the I last cannot. thirty minutes. Okay, so we were we were watching just before we started recording. Elise and I were watching uh, the latest episode of Bob's Burgers, <laughs> and, on Hulu, and Hulu has ads. Well, it does for us because we're broke. Um, and they they show ads from like often from the networks of the things that you're watching, and the thing that we saw an advertisement for multiple times, mind you, throughout mm-hmm. this episode of Bob's Burgers, was Celebrity Watch Party. Is that what it was called? Celebrity Watch, international sensation, Celebrity Watch Party. I will. I Where, will remind you. What country you, sir. does this come from? I think I've seen it, it on the BBC. I want to say, I, you know I what? Feel, that checks out. But I feel like it's just normal people. I don't think it's celebrities. Like I think the celebrity twist is like what makes it America. And then if you remember at the end of the advertisement, there was Simon Cowell, mm-hmm. who like the only thing that motherfucker knows how to do is steal shit from like BBC. Didn't he and be create like, the show, the original the show that American Idol? I don't celeb- think he did. I thought he I I could have sworn he didn't. And he just stole it. And he was like, Hello Americans. I have a British accent. Let me produce this show, please. And because we're dumb, we're like, oh my God, he's got a British accent. He must be like so much smarter than us. We should it's give like him Benedict like all the money. Shut up! He actually is though. So <laughs> you can fuck off. Okay. So so Celebrity Watch Party is an American yes. reality television show premiering on Fox. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Based off of a British series called Gogglebox. Called what? Gogglebox. I don't. That's not real. That's not the real name <laughs> for it. Shut up. Gogglebox. One word. I hate it. Uh, uh, I hate that, that premiered. It premiered in uh, 2013. 
Um, but so the the show is: Do you want to watch Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe's friends watching Masked Singer? And the answer is yes. <laughs> this, like seriously, this is Rob Lowe we're talking about. It's like, a joke they from they the Simpsons like, twenty years ago. Like this. Is, listen, they didn't ask Joel McHale. They asked grade a rob low okay <laughs> i would rather they watch didn't joel get the, like i mean yeah me too because he's probably smarter yeah do you know joel McHale has like an mfa i didn't but that doesn't surprise me yeah i don't know i was i'm i am and was really obsessed with community and so i learned a lot about the actors so like joel McHale has an mfa uh donnell glover also aka childish gambino went to nyu like, graduated from NYU. Um, yeah, like, everybody that worked on the show is, like, the, the, just, like, the smartest fucking people in Hollywood. It's really kind of obscene. That's, it's a low bar, though. Uh-huh. Well, then, like, Chevy Chase is there, like, hey, I'm smart. And it's, like, we, we have a literal doctor on this show. Like, please <laughs> read the room, sir. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was a tangent not related to uh, Rob Lowe. I don't know. I think I'm about, but it's just like, it's honestly like a parody from like all the TV shows that I'm seeing advertised now seem like parodies of something that would have been on the Simpsons like 15 or 20 years ago. To which I say it is the apocalypse. Shan't we forget it is the apocalypse. Well, this stuff was clearly in production before any of the social distancing stuff went into effect. This is what you get. Okay. I'd be fine with that if it were, if, if that were it, like, okay, well this is the best we could do. Like, um, you, when they did the parks and recreation special where they just were on like, like Google Hangouts or whatever, it wasn't great. Um, but you know, it was, it was, but again, it's the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'll accept that. I will, I will be accepting of that. But in terms of, uh, in terms of, watch celebrities watch things and also this was when this was clearly in production before uh social distancing started because they're all in the same room together i don't know if it's if it's a no one's wearing a mask or anything like that yeah i don't know if it's like a joke from the simpsons i very much feel like it is a todd and mr peanut butter shenanigan from bojack no actually that well, I don't know. I could see it honestly as either. Like, there's a especially since it's on Fox. Yeah. And like the fact that it was that immediately followed when one of the commercial breaks, it was immediately followed by another show that Fox is producing called like Extreme Tag or something like that. And it's just like full grown adults playing tag for prize money. It's extreme. Okay. <laughs> they had like knee pads. And bread shit. and circuses, y'all. <sighs> well, like so. The other thing without you had, the bread, just the, the circuses, <laughs> um, and it's a shitty circus at that. Yeah, <laughs> but like the other thing, you say it's like, oh, this is not affected by COVID, but at the same time, um, all of this shit, it's like the reason why we're getting these shows is because of like the pilot pitching pro- process, mm-hmm. which means like because of, I think because of COVID nineteen, there's probably a lot of series that like shut down. Mid, this is me like bullshitting, but like we're probably going to see fewer and fewer things available because it's like whoever was able to make a finished product 
before everything got shut down. That's true. You know, so or like mostly like, finished, or like you could also do like animation. Well, yeah, and apparently, like that's that's like the next like the the only actors who are working right now are like voiceover actors. And apparently, like, they are they are buying more and more animation pilots and funding more animation pilots, since that mm-hmm. is something that you can do without, like, without a regular production process. Like, that's something that people can kind of do out of their homes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, like, I don't know. It's so weird, because there's, and I think we've talked about this a lot, both on the podcast and off the podcast, just, like, how much information there is out there i was reading something today about like potentially like theaters not being able to have live performances for like the next year possibly even two affecting dozens of people dozens (laughs) but no but it's also like you know any like think about anything that involves a live performance so that's like Chorus, orchestras, you know, choirs, theater performances from like professional Broadway level all the way down into like your community theater. Um, so that's, I don't know, things, things to think about. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. And meanwhile, oh, I'm sorry, Alex, what were you saying? Oh, nothing. Uh, no. I was going to say, meanwhile, uh, Trolls 2 has possibly killed the theater and like the, the movie theater industry oh not, not the not, not troll two yeah but trolls two yes have you heard about this uh no i don't know what, what okay. this is i know that there was a movie that that an animated trolls film yes. that came out yes i i know because uh my sister buys oreo cookies and they're like advertised on them yeah that, that's Listen, that's all Oreos i know about. Just because you can't have them um I'm i can't sorry. i can't have them no um, but yeah, so that's why I bake my own cookies almost every other week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was called Trolls World Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the sequel to Trolls, starring um, Justin Timberlake as a mm-hmm. grumpy troll. Um, ah, okay. And that girl that's in all the Pitch Perfect movies, but that isn't Rebel Wilson. A- Anna something. Anna, yeah. Um. So she, it's it's starring the two of them. But anyway, so this movie, um, it was supposed to come out in theaters. Like on March 13th, yeah. I think. Like on the day that everything started to shut, shut down. down. And so basically, without any sort of changeover, they were just like, well, you know, without any sort of delay, they were like, well, fuck it. We'll just like release it on demand and let people just buy it. And it made, like, $100 million. <laughs> it made, like, <laughs> a stupid amount of money from day one. And so everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, I guess we don't need to take... Like, I guess we don't need theaters anymore. <laughs> um, I guess we can just release shit on demand. But at the same time, it's like... But it's also... And, and so now people are saying, like, oh, because of Trolls 2, like, we're not going to need theaters anymore. Um, that's that's they were saying the same thing when they released bright okay i'm not sure if that's a well valid no here's argument. here's the thing that makes this different all right uh-huh it's an animated movie mm-hmm. okay um and the reason why that's significant is that the standards for getting oscar nominations for animated films is extremely low 
Mm-hmm. So, like, Bright was never going to be anyone's, like, award season darling. All right? But, God, can you imagine, though? But both? I can almost <laughs> guarantee you that Trolls 2 will be nominated for Best Animated Feature. It probably isn't going to win, but, like, because there's always, like, five or six nominees, and there are only, like, five or six major animated films released anymore per year like it is almost certainly going to get a nomination. So what that mm-hmm. means is that the Academy Awards are considering changing the uh the the process for nominating uh movies. Mm-hmm. Um to allow for demand on demand yes, streams. Yes, movie, movies that are released initially mm-hmm. to streaming. Like that was not the case before. So like whenever Netflix had something where they're like this could win an Oscar like beasts of no nation or something like that. They would release it in like five theaters in New York and Los Angeles and have it run there for the minimum amount of time that a movie has Mm. to run in New York and Los Angeles to be considered for an Academy award. Um, Gotcha. Gotcha. And so like, it was always this excrete, like this like teeth pulling process when like these really good films, like, like, like award worthy films would be released on Netflix and Netflix would would want to have like them like a four year consideration campaign, but because of the politics of the Academy, they had to release them in certain theaters in certain parts of the country for a specific length of time, Hmm. which now that is, but that, you know, that was Netflix. That was one company. Like this is, I think the Sony animation studio does the trolls it's some it's, it's dreamworks or it's sony yeah it's, it's, it's dreamworks it's, what it's dreamworks it's not, it is dreamworks, okay. dreamworks okay. distributed by universal yeah so it's it's steven spielberg <laughs> now <laughs> saying oh here's here's this animated film that's connected to me now what do you say about that yeah um <laughs> so that that might be the difference um like and especially considering how much law lo- how much more of a long lasting impact like this is having right now. I feel I would be very surprised if we didn't see more major releases get released onto on demand or streaming services over the next few months. I mean, especially when we get into summer, if this is, I mean, that's, that's assuming they don't just reopen the theaters and turn them into death rooms. (laughs) I don't think that they're going to do that though. And even if they do, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I I just, it it seems to me that if they're going to want to cut their losses, you know, like if this goes Mm -hmm. into June or July, like the major money-making season for movie, uh, like for, for um, movie companies, Mm -hmm. it's, they're going to have to change it. Um, And now this summer, man, could you like if this had happened like two years ago, that would have been like, when Adventures came out. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like that would have been destructive. Um, like when if this had happened when like something like Endgame was about to come out this year, I'm not sure that there's any like super the major things that are coming out. Biggest thing that I know of is the Wonder Woman sequel. Oh yeah. that was And then it was the really summer. funny. Cause I remember people taking pictures of the Doritos. Um, Cause they're still doing all of the marketing for it, mm. which is really weird. Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually supposed to come out this month and people are like, wait, what the fuck is this shit? Because, <laughs> because like, <laughs> 
like that a lot of that has dissipated i will say i think it is in the best interest of the academy to lift a lot of these restrictions because things like you know i i think the last kind of like oscar Beatty movie that we watched in theaters was knives out mm. and i'm like I, I don't lose anything watching Knives Out if I'm watching it at home on, on my couch. If anything, we are gaining something, but because like... We're we, not getting shushed by the baby boomers that are sitting in front of us because we're laughing too loudly. We're a, too jovially enjoying a comedic in, film. Uh, how dare us. Um, We're the worst. Those fucking children in their 30s. <laughs> Where's their babysitter? <laughs> but, you know, and it makes sense for like animated films because it's like like... I am. I just imagine my nieces, who are huge trolls fans, and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. But like getting them, taking them anywhere is a nightmare. Yeah. Let alone to a room where they have to be like quiet for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know it. Like if I was a parent, I would one hundred percent just buy that shit on demand because they're just gonna watch it like. 15 times anyway. Yeah. You know, you might as well just pay for it once. Um, And that's the other thing. Like, that's the other thing that words like that people are talking about where, because it made so much money um, in such a short amount of time, in spite of the fact that, you know, instead of selling four or five tickets for an entire family to come see it, you know, you are renting it once. You yeah. know what I mean? Or for a 24-hour period or however it works. Um, what, else? what else were you going to say? Um, just, like, thinking about, like, movies and the way and, like, how different industries are, are shaking out. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, everything oh. everything's kind of on hold for the time being. Uh Oh, At go- least we hope it is. Going back to your comment, Alex, I, I remember yeah. what I was going to say. It was going back to your comment about, like, well, if they're going to open it and then they just turn them into, like, death houses. Um, yeah. But, like, it's it's really interesting, like, seeing the, like, reopen movement, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially, like, here in Virginia. And people, like, wildly misinterpreting <laughs> what the governor, what our governor, who is a doctor, is saying. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also, like, you know, if you look at history there are periods of open, you know, well, they're, they'll open things and they'll, they'll reclose them and they'll open things and then reclose them, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think of it so much as like, like people really, I think have a false idea that once we reopen, then that's it. And like, things are going to go back to normal. Um, like day one, everything goes like things just snap back in place. But I really feel like, we're never going back to that world <laughs> from mm-hmm. like three months ago. You know, we're never going back to January, 2020. Like, yeah, I think this is I've... really going to shape a lot of things. Well, cause I'm sorry, just one quick thing about like the governor's mm-hmm. we do. Everybody knows like we're, we're Virginians. Like we're, we're recording in Virginia, but like, so on Mondays, our governor does his, speeches and it was really frustrating because all of the news outlets were saying like governor northam says we're gonna reopen may 14th and it's like if you read the transcript like that's not what he says he says Mm -hmm. like 
if the data is good, if deaths continue to like trend downward, which they haven't been, we would like best case scenario is we re we go into phase one of a three phase that lasts six months to a year of of slowly reopening the state. And our phase one looks a lot like what other states stay at home order is. And I don't mm-hmm. think people realize that. And it's like it's like you can go to a hair salon if you have an appointment, if like it hasn't what you know, like if it's a full moon under the like Pisces star formation or whatever. Like like it it really just and it's seeing that and really seeing like the conservativeness, I don't know, of our like of our news media, especially local media that is like over the years been bought up by one major news corporation. And so you get the illusion of having like a local news that speaks for you and speaks towards your like community when really it's like a national syndicate. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it, it it is very like starkly on how people interpreted the governor's message on Monday is like weirdly drawn on party lines. Mm-hmm. Um and it is absolutely a case of like people hearing what they want to hear and not actually going back and looking at the facts which Mm -hmm. are it is like a stark contrast i think to like like what was actually said versus what people thought was said yeah yeah um i'm more referring maybe this is too personal to um like correspondence from my work mm. um and a little worried about that but i don't think that's for the podcast to hear about i yeah. think we can talk yeah, about that talk else about later that yeah but um but yeah we'll we'll just have to wait and see that's all we can really do yeah um for the time being <sighs> so but i mean it's i don't know Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see what happens, but I really just don't think. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I I was just gonna reiterate that. What were you? You were, it sounded like you had a point to make or something to move on. I to. mean, I was just I was just gonna move on from uh, from the the dreadful to the um thing that we can all get together behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is making fun of a child's name. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That poor kid. Now, I am 100% for odd names, especially if the person chooses them themselves. Yes. But there, there, there is... A line, I think, and that that line, especially is, when it's, <laughs> is it, did Elon Musk choose the name? Uh, I think it's Elon Musk's wife and Elon Musk together chose the name. Oh, did you wow. see um, where he, like, at three in the morning, like tweet replied to her, correcting her about something about the name? <laughs> I did not see that. Oh no. my god. <laughs> 
So for those of you who don't know, and I, honestly, if you're extremely online, I'm not sure how you don't. Um, Elon Musk, uh, the the wish knockoff Tony Stark of our universe, <laughs> uh, has uh, had yet another child. Wait, yet another? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's had a few. Oh my god, um, that makes me even more even more sad. Like I didn't even know that. Let me take a look and see. Um, Elon Musk, age 48, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Jesus children. Jesus Christ! Also, Elon Musk is 48? Yes. How do you get to be that old and still look like the villain from a college movie? I don't know. <laughs> He looks he, he looks like one of the people that um, Val Kilmer six. would be making fun of in Real Genius. Six. Elon Elon Musk has six children How? according to this. Um, although this might be out of date because the names listed here do not include uh, what is it X Latin A E A twelve. Yes. <laughs> um. So because um, I'm a nerd who took Latin. Mm -hmm. um, that A-E is pronounced as a long I, just okay. so you know. So, so Xi-12? No, Honestly, X, that X-I-A-12. So, Kai. No, X-I-A-12. No. Okay. <laughs> You're trying to pronounce this as a name, but it's not. <laughs> it's a serial number. Uh, I have read varying accounts saying that it's actually pronounced um, Ash Archangel. Um, <laughs> somehow. Anyway, the internet says that his kids are named Nevada, Damien, Griffin, Xavier, Saxon, and Kai. Um, God, Saxon. Man, you know what? The rest of those are fine. Mm -hmm. Other than Saxon. If you're, fr if you're a white South African and you name your kids Saxon, that's a mm -hmm. bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a bad luck there mm -hmm. like if you got uh, if you got your fam if your family got its wealth from like brutally in like enslaving indigenous populations to mine like emeralds and you name your kid something that you know you could see in like Aryan brotherhood literature like that's a bad that's a bad move yeah. Um, so honestly, everything, ev everyone's kind of like commenting, trying to figure out how to actually pronounce this name. Nobody knows. I I don't know if this is actually a legally thing, but. Um, uh, so we were like, I was, we were talking about this before we got on the podcast and like, mm -hmm. you know, when I first found out that Iceland had a council <laughs> of people who approved and disapproved of like baby names. And if you mm -hmm. wanted to like name your kid outside one of the like 300 names that you can give your child. You Sweden has one of those too. What? Sweden's got one of those yeah. too. And I think Germany as well. You know, I was like, that's fascism. And now I'm like, you know, we gotta protect <laughs> white people from themselves sometime. I just, you know, I say as a white person, but like, uh, I'm like, maybe like we can't have it in America, obviously, because like it would be racist as shit. But like, 
at least we wouldn't have this poor kid with like a fucking serial number for a name. Ugh. I mean, if if you're the seventh kid and your father is Elon Musk, then he's probably just serial numbering anybody <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like what the Romans did, um, especially with their girls, because you would have like the first name, you would have the feminine version of your father's name and then some sort of nickname. So then it's like mm -hmm. if you were like, like if your father's name was Cornelius and you were the first girl, you would be like Cornelia. Um, but like if you had a second girl, it'd be like Cornelia Secunda for like the second one or like, mm. <laughs> like Cornelia Rufa for like the redhead. Um, <laughs> well, like, like that was like literally your name, like the naming process. Um, and the mm -hmm. same, and like very similar with boys. Um, the boys got their own names, but like only just. And so there's like a lot of names, like Quintus sounds like a really cool name. And it's like, it means you're the fifth one. Mm -hmm. Like. But didn't the Romans also have like five or six different names? Like you had like. Yeah. Like you had that, but you also had like your clan name and your family name. Yeah. And. I don't think it was that many. I, I know for I think for women it was like two or three. Um, so it was like, you know, so, so somebody knew like who your daddy was. And then like a fun fact about you. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, like the first day of school. Hi. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> hey, my name is like. Flavia Rufa, I know, we'll talk about it, because it means, like, I'm the daughter of the blonde hair, but my I have red hair. That's what that name means. Like, <laughs> God, I took too much fucking Latin. I really... <laughs> but uh, then I, like, quit before we got to, like, read any of, like, the cool shit, like, the mm -hmm. Aeneid. So I'm like, I really screwed up my high school career. <laughs> no, the thing that I was going to say, um, because there was a post, like, a, like... Grimes did a tweet where she explained Jesus. the name and it was, yeah, the AE is, it's like, I like, uh, it means love in Japanese, but it also is like AI, like artificial intelligence. And the, Oh, does that girl not know how to pronounce like how artificial intelligence is spelled? I, no, no, no. Oh, because it's, no, she knows how it's spelled. No, it's because it's AE thing is pronounced. I, like AI, oh which is love in Japanese, but it's also oh stands for artificial intelligence. And the A-12 is from the precursor to our favorite aircraft. And then in the tweet, she said her, their favorite aircraft was the SR-17, to which her fucking husband replies, actually, it's the SR-71. Can you imagine? If you have a favorite aircraft, you might be too rich. I mean, I guess other people, I guess normal yeah. people it's have, like, favorite aircrafts. Yeah. No. It's, the, the type of airplane is a spy plane. Like, it's not even, like, a like a jet that a rich person would own. Yeah. I mean, I guess a rich person might own it. Yeah. But, no, it's, ah. Uh, and that's where the Archangel comes from, people have been talking about, because that's, that's the CIA what, yeah, name for the called. plane. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, fucking rich people. Fucking Elon <laughs> Musk. And the Fair. post, the timestamp on the post was like two fifty eight a.m. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, Elise. I love you very much, 
But if at three in the morning, you tweet replied me to correct me on a slight mistake that I had made. Oh, divorce. I would divorce you divorce. on the spot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody has time for that. Now has she she's she's given birth, right? I or guess. is this like before? Okay. So So it's set it's that's that that kid's name. Yep. Ugh. Anyway. How have we been uh other than making fun of children on the internet? Aww. <laughs> how have we how have we been uh hiding the pain? Passing the time? Well, I went back. I, I've got a lot of time now. Um, I've been spending a lot of it getting prepared to play a new role-playing game. Yeah. Um, I know the two of you have uh, been creating characters for it. Yes. Uh, but it is uh, All Flesh Must Be Eaten, um, which is a zombie survival game uh, using the Unisystem uh, system. Um, now we haven't actually played it yet, but from, from what your take on how the game is, what, what do you, what do you think about what you know about the system so far? Like, what are your thoughts about uh, the kind of conception I, behind it? I'm kind of enjoying it. I like, um, I like the simplicity of it and I like the mm -hmm. flexibility of it. Those are, those are things that I enjoy in my <clears> role-playing <throat> systems. Yeah. It's, it's something that doesn't require, like it, it's got charts to it that kind of, explain away the roles but like the roles themselves you don't have to think too much about so everything's determined with a d10 and adding your modifiers if it's above a nine great you get it if it's below that no you don't uh and so it's uh something that uh is pretty easy to kind of get behind um but so I've been doing a lot of prep work for that in the past basically week now. Um, but in kind of part of that uh, has been because the setting that I've, I've come up with is uh, late 90s rural Pennsylvania. Been doing some research. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> part of that uh, involves going through the unknown DV, the unknown tape that I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Because. Um, not that it's ever going to really come up, I think, but, uh, the, we finally got to the recordings of the outer limits. Um, nice. so a show from the sixties on media from the nineties in 2020. Uh, and, uh, so I've been keeping an eye out on all of the different commercials that show up <laughs> in that recording and, uh, keeping an eye on it. Um, and how will this uh, feed into our into the our gaming experience, Alex? It 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 won't really. <laughs> I don't think it will. But you know what? If it ever comes up, if somehow you make it out of the zombie hole and you turn on the TV, I will know exactly what commercial is playing at that moment. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, on on top of that, I mean, on top of that. Part, uh, part. God, what else did I do? I watched. Um, it's not exactly. It's a little bit late of the period, but last night I watched um, Treasure Planet mm -hmm. with my sister. Um, you've seen way back in the day, presumably. I honestly I can't tell you if I've ever watched it. 
No. I because I get that movie confused with After Earth, and I think I've seen one of them, but I don't know if I've seen both <laughs> of them. Uh, I've never seen After Earth, but I've loved Treasure Planet when I was a kid, and it was a damn shame that it never actually uh, turned into anything, uh, because it's basically Spelljammer. Yeah. Like with less magic, like the setting. It's it's you know the space is an ocean and we fly around it on giant wooden ships with masts um and there's pirates and there's all kinds of stuff and i'm like damn you know i want to play that role-playing game now too <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i've got that setting for fate uh the ether sea i think it's basically yeah. just that yeah mm-hmm. so but uh but yeah no that was that was fun. Uh, again, nothing nothing new. That movie came out in 2002, so anything we say about it would be, at this point, pedantic. Uh, but I did enjoy it from nostalgic sake. Mm. I feel like a um, lot of people haven't seen it, though. Um, Maybe. I mean, it, it definitely didn't make a lot of money at the box office, and it was kind of uh, a, a commercial flop. Um but if you're if you aren't familiar with Treasure Planet, it's essentially a retelling of the story of Treasure Island, uh, but in space, um, with angsty teenage Jim Hawkins uh, as as the protagonist and uh, and a cyborg Long John Silver, and uh, yeah, it's. It does it does a good job with like the the setting. Like I love the setting and the scenario, like the the world building of it. Um in terms of story, it's it's Treasure Island. Like there's not much you can really work with except for the relationship between Jim and Silver. Mm-hmm. Um which turns into very much a kind of you know, father-son relationship as the movie goes on. Uh and there's there's a lot of dynamics and there's like you know, commentary on being a single, you know, being a kid in a single parent household, which Jim is at this point, uh, and like not having grown up with a father and all that kind of stuff comes into it. Um, I mean, if, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if it's on Disney plus, uh, because it's not like one of their prestige films. But if you can get a chance to watch it, I do recommend, like, any Disney animated film from back in the day. It's, like, 90 minutes. Like, it's not any worth of your time. Uh, But it is, you know, one of the underrated classics of that era. Uh, Along with movies like, for example, um, the 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 early DreamWorks films, Mm -hmm. uh, like, pre-Shrek. So, like, you know, Prince of Egypt, um the i guess from disney you have the bug's life uh that was was that Dix? yeah that was disney pixar okay yeah that was disney pixar was bug's life and then ants was uh dream right Starring, uh, which, uh, woody, woody allen, allen. Yep. oh lord yep. <laughs> um the other thing that i wanted to say about mm-hmm. about that i don't well no uh because there was we watched something about it I think at some point, I can't remember if it was on Lindsay Ellis's channel or defunct land. Elise, help me out with this. What remember, is it? We watched a thing about it. Um, 
about about treasure planet about how basically treasure planet like killed disney animation for like years there's a pretty well watched like mini documentary on uh that done by a youtube user bread sword um that came out a couple years ago and that was basically about treasure planet i I uh, think i think it was i think it was a Lindsay ellis one okay um but it was like specifically talking about oh you know what it was it was talking about the bridge between the disney um what did they call it like the period in the 80s and the early 90s yeah the renaissance the renaissance and then the time now which is called the disney something revival revival that's what it is the disney Mm -hmm. revival and um I think she was. I think she talks about it in her DreamWorks. Um, and yeah, it does. Yeah. It does get brought up. Yeah. yeah, and and talking about that. I think I think Defunct Land also talks about like the departure and how those two. It was sort of like this. Like I'm like half remembering this. Like a basically like a deal it with was, the devil. Yeah, whereas a movie, a it was a movie that someone at Disney was trying to yep. was like pushing. Directors Musker and Clement uh, were had been trying to pitch this film for ages, uh, and Disney executives were basically like, "Well, I want you to do this one. I want you mm-hmm. to do Hunchback of Notre Dame. I want you to do Hercules." And and they're like, "Okay, yeah, sure. Can we finally do it?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. Whatever. Do it now." Uh, but we're going to make you use this uh, this new technology at the time, the deep canvas technology, which is what was developed for Tarzan to do all the, like, mm. 3D uh, swinging through vines. Um, and so it's like, we're going to render this spaceship entirely in the deep canvas program, and it's going to take for fucking ever, and it's going to be super expensive. And it basically kind of ruined the film. And as I was watching it the other night, uh, I kind of noticed that it's like, there's a lot of shots that are like really well done, but there's a lot of shots that are like conspicuous CGI that don't really need to be it. Yeah. And that is one of the things that, that have been kind of pointed to as like things that kind of made it so expensive in the first place, which made it a commercial failure at the box office. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I mean, that seems, that's like a hallmark of animation of that time period. I feel like though, Mm-hmm. Where it's like they're trying to like blend 2D and 3D animation so often, mm-hmm. and like a lot of times it just straight up does not work. Yeah, um, yeah. Have I talked about uh, Blue Submarine Number Six on the podcast before? I don't believe so. No. Have you ever seen it? I've never heard of it. Okay, and I don't know. If I've talked to Elise about it before, but I don't think you've seen it either, right? What is this? Blue Submarine Number Six. No. It was a an. It was an anime that, like, Toonami, like, did a special where they just, like, showed this movie one day in their, like, regular time slot. Um, but it's, like, well, it's more of, like, an OAV, I guess, than a movie. Uh, but they just did the whole thing for, like, it was, like, a week-long event or something like that. But it's basically just the island of Dr. Moreau, but anime, and there's, like, a, like a submarine in it but it, like the, mm. the submarine goes to this like island or me i think it might be somewhere in antarctica it's been so long since i've seen it where this scientist is making animal human hybrids 
and there's like okay. a war or something. But they like I barely remember it. I remember being obsessed with it when I was in high school because they did this blending of 2D and 3D animation. And I'm sure if I were to go back and watch it now, it would look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> but I remember at the time it was like this big thing. Yeah, and and like cuz they were trying to cuz the 3D in Toy Story kind of just blew everything away. Yeah. And when that happened, everyone was like, well, I guess 3D is the wave of the future. And sometimes they do it right, like, you know, in Toy Story. Or, I guess, I guess Shrek? Kind of? It's still a little rough in Shrek. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but other times you get films like Ants, which is just not finished at all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, because they had to rush to get it out before a bug's life. Yeah, of course. Um, so, but the, um, but yeah. So no, I, I do, I do kind of get that, and yeah, it, it it can be used, can be done well, but if it's too noticeable, it can be kind of detracting from it too. Um, well, I've also been going back to the nineties these last oh, few yeah? weeks. Yeah, I'm between um Doom 20 or uh Doom Eternal mm -hmm. uh and Final Fantasy 7 remake, which I have now beaten. Um mm -hmm. holy shit that game. <laughs> that game is so weird because I was playing it and like things were happening and I was going Oh my god, what the fuck? What does that mean? What is that going to lead to? And Elise was watching it and had no idea. Like, she was like, what? Why is that important? And then I had to explain. Like, I had to keep pausing the end cutscene to go on, like, five-minute tirades about this. how this one shot is extremely important. To what Final was this game again? Huh? What's this game again? Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Um... And so it's like that movie is weird or that game is weird because it's like they were marketing it as like, yeah, if you're a new fan, jump right on in and experience the joy. There is so much like niche bullshit in that game where unless you have been a Final Fantasy fan for 20 years, you will have no idea what the fuck is happening. And especially if you are like if you don't even. Even if you've only played the original game and you never played like Dirge of Cerberus or Crisis Core or Before Crisis, because there's a lot of shit from all of those like ancillary games that are actually super important <laughs> to what's happening in the remake that's never explained. Like, so Elise, when you saw that character, that... Like, I freaked out when I saw him, and I'm like, oh my god, what does that mean? How did you react? What the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty much exactly it. He was just like, it, it was like every single one. He was like, Ugh! and I was like, wait, what? What is this? And he was like, and this guy is this other guy, but not. And this is like the body or the failed clone of this other dude. But he has this guy's memories. And I was like, you sound like you've been taking LSD. And I thought we agreed that we weren't going to do that during quarantine. Here, here's so if the... I find out who's holding the key to your riddle. 
but it's like Toshiro, uh, Toshiro Nomura, who was the guy who directed the remake, is also the guy behind the Kingdom Hearts series. And it's like, I should have known. <laughs> like, I should have known as soon as I found out that this guy was going was going to be involved in this game, that it was going to be crazy bullshit. And it is absolutely crazy bullshit, and I can't wait to find out what happens. I just hope that it's not... I hope it's not going to be like Kingdom Hearts and that I have to wait like a decade and a half in between games. Um, yeah, that would, that would suck. Because I've got questions. I have so <laughs> many questions. <coughs> um, but I'm really excited for the next part to see what happens. Uh, so between that and Doom Eternal, I'm like kind of going back and revisiting a lot of things from my childhood. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, like, early adolescence, I guess, would probably be the better way. And so, um, I have I bought a game for myself that's been on my wish list for a while. Um, that is basically a, a modern shooter that's kind of stylized like something from 1998 called Dusk. Um, and I've been playing Dusk, and I fucking love it. Uh, it looks like it has the, the art style of Quake, like everything's all chunky polygons, mm -hmm. um, but it's super fast. It controls like a modern FPS. Um, it has amazing music. Uh, and it's all basically with the exception of the music, it's all basically made by like one guy. Is it the, the one that looks like a Doom clone? It looks more like a Quake clone, but yeah. Okay. 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 Um, where it's basically you are, you're this treasure hunter from the story that I've been able to glean from it. And so far as these kinds of games have stories, you're this treasure hunter who goes to this town that's been kind of quarantined off by like the military and you get attacked by this cult that's there. Um, and as you get to the town itself, you find this like military installation underneath of it where they're like doing all these experiments. And I think it's going to end up being Lovecraftian. Um, like the first episode is like pretty straightforward where you're just like on the outskirts of this town. And then like at the very end of the first episode, you get to um, the town itself and then you go underneath of it. And one of the places you go underneath of it, the re like the, the, the time when I realized that this, this game is going to get, way beyond what I thought it was, was somewhere in the second episode, you go to a place called the Escher labs and the Escher labs are well-named because there's <laughs> one point where you go and you into this room and you flip a switch and you go back out to the hallway. You just came in from and everything is turned on its side. Mm. And so you basically are going back through the level again, just at a different angle sideways. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, so I've been playing that. I also bought for myself a game that I hadn't thought about in years, but I heard someone mention it and was like, God, that's a game that I had the demo for it, but I never owned the actual thing. It's called uh, Uprising, a uh, join or die. <laughs> um, and it is basically a cross between an FPS and an RTS. So it's sort of a command and conquer style game. Okay. Where instead of being like a bird's eye view, you are playing the commander of an army, but you're in a tank on the battlefield and you can drive mm -hmm. your tank around and like shoot weapons. But you can also like 
spawn buildings and like troops and fighter planes and that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't okay. been able to get it to work very well on my computer. <laughs> uh, the problem is this game came out, I think, in like 1996. 97, according uh, to the internet. Some, yeah, okay, 97. Um, and so when I move the mouse around, it doesn't realize that I have more than two or more than one monitor. So if I go mm. beyond the bounds of the screen, which I can't change in the options... <laughs> The mouse goes outside, and so when I click to fire, it just clicks outside the window. Oh, and, no. like, undoes the game, and then the game crashes. So I'm trying to figure out how the fuck to fix that. Um, Unplug your other screen. I guess. <laughs> That's a, that, I would prefer a more elegant solution than that, though. Uh, eh, fuck it. Just unplug it. But I, I had the demo for this game as a kid, and I played that demo, which consisted of, like, the first, like, three training missions. Over and over and over again. And, like, I have the opening video, like, the stupid uh, full motion FMV. video cutscene at the beginning, like, burned into my memory. So I could honestly <laughs> just boot it up and watch that full motion video, and it'd be worth the $7 I paid for it on Steam. Um, nice. But I would actually be able to, like, to play this game one day, because I think I'm the only person that actually remembers it from back then. <laughs> Looking at the, the pictures here, I, I never played it, but I think i saw it's referenced in a youtube video on rts's hmm. um so it's a anyway it was a weird funky experiment and i kind of like it and i kind of mm -hmm. want to play it to see if it was any good because i always as a kid i remember thinking it was a really interesting idea but mm -hmm. like i said i don't i'm the and i'm not a big rts fan um but the fact that i can actually like fight alongside these things uh, at the same time makes it a little bit easier for me because I'm much more of an FPS person. I've also mm -hmm. I also tried um, booting up and running other old FPS games like uh, Hexen. Um, I I would prefer it with mouse look. Like I can't go back to the using arrow keys. Like I need <laughs> I need WASD and the mouse. Like when I was a kid and played first person shooters with the arrow keys and space bar that was fine but i've grown up with wasd and first person like in the uh, mouse since like half-life one there's no going there's back no from, going back like it's, it's so much better it's so much more mm -hmm. intuitive and i can't relearn how to do that um i i understand entirely and especially with Hexen, um, since Hexen is like fantasy medieval, um, and most of the classes you can pick start with melee weapons, and you mm. don't get your first like ranged attack until like the second level. It's like, no, I need to be able to move around more quickly than this. I, I so <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find if anyone out there knows of a good patch for the original Hexen or Heretic or anything like that. That can that can put in WASD and mouse look. Please let me know, so I can I can play those games. Um, yeah. Well, we'll put we'll put the word out there, and maybe someone will have something for you. Anyway, but yeah. Also, I beat uh, Doom sixty four. That was the other thing. That yeah. 
yeah? Yeah, and then when I got to the end, because I never had Doom 64 as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. But it's such a different game from the other Doom games. Like, it's a whole different story and, like, different weapons, different monsters, um, different graphics engine, even. Um, but when I got to the end, I'm like, man, this, this final boss fight is, like, fucking impossible. And I looked up a guide on how to beat it, and I realized that the best way to beat the uh, final boss is, as you're playing through, find three hidden levels that have three keys. And okay. if you can lock, the, you get those three keys and, like, three upgrade parts for the strongest weapon in the game to make it even stronger, that final boss fight apparently becomes a joke. Mm. So I had to do it the hard way. But um, the, the, the new port, the Night Dive port, has new levels uh, that they built. So I'm going through the what the so-called what they're calling the lost levels, going through mm -hmm. those now, and then I might replay Doom 64 again um, to get to see if I can find those hidden levels and do it the easy way. Okay, but that's what I've been up to. Sounds good. Elise, how about you? What have I been doing? Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh. I know most of what we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What's up? <laughs> what? Nothing. I was making fun of you. Go on. <laughs> no, I was going to let you talk. No, I, I, I genuinely don't know what I've been doing. Oh. Um, I mean, I've been watching this video of a bear take a bath. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is adorable. Um, he would absolutely kill us all. Probably. Um, given half a chance. Um, but Just so we're clear, it's an animal bear, not a gay bear. No, I got it. Um, Gay bears are gentle. <laughs> um, the gentle I know beast of grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I... So so you we were talking about games, and it, it kind of reminded me, um, not of a game that I've played, but a game that I saw on Kickstarter mm -hmm. and really want to play. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I posted it on Facebook, but I don't know if, if you guys saw. Um, but it's a game called Black Book. Okay. And I think I saw is, you post it, but I didn't really look into it. Yeah, so it's it's based on Slavic mythology and Slavic folklore. Um, and you play essentially as a witch who has, like, sold her soul to gain these dark powers. Cool. But you want to use them for, you know, to help people. <laughs> and so, like, you go around and apparently it's like a card-based, you know, combat system. Okay. But you kind of go around and uh, find the you like try to find these demons and bind them to you, and while you can use them to help people, they really want to hurt things, and so you have to kind of like balance their wants with your wants. Interesting. And yeah, and uh, it's kind of like the the person that was developing it. The they're they're Russian. They're from Russia, and they wanted to do a lot to try to they basically were like well we we did, last time we made a game we developed one particular myth from one particular group of people in like the, the finno uralic people up in russia but this time we were like we want to do all of it so we're trying to bring as much things into this as we can as many different myths and as many different creatures as we can some that you might recognize and some that you might not if you didn't grow up hearing these from your grandmother um, and so it's like, that's, that's, that is entirely my jam. <laughs> uh, that is like, yes, please. 
uh, and the the art style is like kind of polygonal, um, like like it's it's kind of artistically old, where it's like they try to kind of mimic the older style of like three D animation, where it's like kind of polygonal and kind of abstract. Yeah, like um, like uh, like dusk. Less from what I've seen of Dusk, more think like I, I guess kind of more like the the characters in Final the original Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Um, where it's like you know a man is there and you can tell he's a man because he has a nose and a mustache. And <laughs> okay. That's the, Got it. Uh, but um, but in terms of like the buildings, they they said like we wanted to recreate actual historic buildings from these places in Russia and we put a lot of work into making sure that things looked and felt right um and it, it looks like absolutely everything that i want in a game and so i'm hoping that it actually passes its goal it's uh it's still early on it's like it's got a month to go and it's about like not quite halfway uh funded but it's like getting close to that so I'm I have I have high hopes for it. And if you guys if that sounds to any of you listening like anything you might be interested in, check it out too. It's called Black Book. It's currently uh, on Kickstarter. I might have and, to back uh, that one too. Yeah, yeah, at least watch the the video and check it out for yourself. There's also the prologue is apparently available for free, but I haven't downloaded that, tried it yet. I I'll be honest um, though. I, I have had way better luck with kickstarting board games and like mm -hmm. albums that I have with mm -hmm. kickstarting video games. Like that's the only thing that, cause the only like for every like shovel Knight or like bloodstained that got kickstarted. There's also like, you know, a ton of, uh, mighty number no. nines is, mm -hmm. uh, and sure. Sure. You've played a lot of those board games that you've kickstarted, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've played some of them. And there are some that I'm still waiting on. Um, the the mm -hmm. uh, Evil Dead board game got it got canceled and then it got uncanceled. Okay. Um, basically, the company that was making it went out of business, but then mm. it got bought out by another company who is uh, who actually just sent me an email like last week. Um, and they're honoring. They're all, the yeah, they're honoring goals. everyone's pledges. So so they're actually shipping those out now. Um, Ooh, nice. The other one being the Dark Souls board, board game, which fucking kicks ass, but no one ever wants to play it with me. Because um, <laughs> it, it takes like four hours. Just to set up. <laughs> it takes four hours just to set up. When you open up the box, it tells you you died. It's not very welcoming. And I don't understand why we'd have to play that when we could just play, we could just as easily play Takanoko. That's true. Which has like we could... a cute little panda that you get to play with. Like, Fuck you, man. But you have got to. We could also play that German game about trains. That's true. <laughs> uh, but there's a but the Dark Souls board game has a cute little asylum demon. Um, and then there's also the uh, the uh, assault the assault on Channel Fifty Seven. The the they live yes. game. Yes. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't back it because I figured you I backed that would one. back it. I backed that one yeah. as soon as I saw it. I'm like, yeah, done. <laughs> and I was like, it's, especially when I saw it was closing out on the day of that I was getting paid. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have the money for that. Let's do it. Let's do this now. <laughs> nah. Um. 
I'm still waiting for my copy of Guar vs. Time, uh, but that's because I paid for the um, the signed edition of it. Um, so that's gotten a little bit harder, what with COVID going on. Mm-hmm. Guar's been too busy making videos. Um, and, like, that's the, that's the most heartwarming thing. Uh, have you been seeing those? I've been sharing some of them. No, I haven't been following anything that Guar does ever. So... They've been, like, just getting in their costumes and just posting videos, like, little 30-second videos on their YouTube channel talking about how, you know, you know, people are going out and getting killed, and that's great, but we'd rather you guys stay home so that we can kill you in person. <laughs> like, go, don't, don't, don't go out. Don't go out and get killed. Stay home so you can come to our show and get killed. <laughs> it's great. Fun. Um, Fun. But yeah, so I'm still waiting for the the signed edition of that. But apparently those are all done and getting sent out. Uh, That's good. And I did get some of the other stuff that I packed for that. I didn't get my sleazy P. Martini glass yet. um, But I got like a sticker and some like posters and stuff. Um, (laughs) And then the other day I got my uh, Presidents of the United States of America 25th anniversary vinyl. Because they re-released their first album, the popular one. Uh, Elise, help me. <laughs> oh, oh, girl, no. What? Girl, I don't, I don't fucking know. Peaches. I don't, I don't know. Oh, peaches. Um, peaches for me. Gonna. Oh fuck! Now I know it. It's uh. Going Wait, to the, musician the country, peaches? gonna eat a lot of peaches. Going to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Yeah. Yeah, it's that song. And Kitty. They were put there by a man. Or no, it's like peaches, peaches come, come from, from a, a can. can. They were, they were put, put there by a man. man. In a factory downtown. Yep, that's <laughs> it. That's, yep, that was music in the 90s. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were like, oh yeah, in, in 1996 when we released our first album, everyone was like, who wants vinyl records? Let's only release it on CD. And now 25 years later, vinyls are popular again. So they're like, well, we're not really a band anymore, but we all still hang out and we kind of want to release this music on vinyl. So they re-released it on vinyl. And I just got that the other day. Also signed by the band, which is pretty cool. Um, that was my very first CD ever when I was a child. Mm. Okay. But well, I'm glad you're able to get it on vinyl now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Add that to my uh, vinyl collection. Anyway, speaking speaking of like obsolete media, mm-hmm. um, what CDs? I was, yeah, CDs um, and vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was actually watching a video this morning about the the tape industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and about, cause like, you know, much like how vinyls are having a resurgence tapes, like cassette tapes are having a, a minor kind of hipster resurgence. Uh, and the, the, the reason that they kept making tapes, the reason that you can actually get things made on tape now mm-hmm. is because that was for the longest time, the only way that you could get music to listen to in prisons. Oh, weird. And so there were companies that the the only people they sold to were the American prison penal system, 
and all the tapes had to be clear. So if you're buying a tape nowadays, you're more likely to get one that's clear than one that's like color, like the solid opaque color. I, um, in the last few years, I actually have bought two tapes. Mm-hmm. Both of them are from Virginia-based death metal bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them, I think, are a solid color. I know at least one okay. of them is. Mm-hmm. So it's, like I say, it's not that has kind of changed now as as because now like as of i think a few years back the prisons will now allow you to listen to uh cds um hooray <laughs> so yay you would think digital um, media would be the easiest way to do that although i guess you couldn't really check like they couldn't get a computer or anything uh every bit of electronics that are used in prisons have to be clear yeah so, like, the tapes are clear, the players are clear, the radios are clear, the TVs are clear. Um, like, the cases, so you can see all the electronics on the inside of them. Uh, so you can see that nothing's being smuggled in, essentially. Uh, but yeah, no, that that was something that I thought was very interesting. If a minor, insignificant footnote, but, you know, how the, the U.S. prison system has it's grasp in every little thing is that the uh, reason that... why like in the mid 90s there was that big explosion of like everything has to be see-through i don't know if that's why it may have been the it may have like been the other way around where it's like well they're making things that are see-through so we're going to implement that into the prison system mm. Um, and I, I did think about the connection because actually, uh, my stepdad was going through his things and sent me our clear phone from, from the nineties. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, now I have a landline phone. I don't have a landline connection, oh but God. I have a phone. <laughs> oh my God. And it's see-through and you can see all the little wiring and stuff. Oh it's real God. neat. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Lisa and I bought a new set of Joy-Cons for our Switch recently because oh, yeah. our ours the one that came with the switch kind of broke. Yeah. Um, Are they clear? No, and that's what I was about to say <laughs> is that I would pay like hard American dollars for a set. <laughs> I'm sorry. For a set of like atomic purple see-through Joy Cons. Ah, oh, that'd be so cool. Like, like if they made it like the um the original Nintendo color, like the Game Boy color. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or yeah, because that was kind of clear. Mm-hmm. Like, the first yeah. one was yeah, or one of like because they made one that was clear and one that was wasn't, and mine was clear. <coughs> um, and the and the Nintendo sixty four that I got, because the the first run of the N sixty four only came with one controller and like that standard gray. Mm-hmm. But then the second run came with two, and one was gray and one was atomic purple, and that was the one that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I would love a fucking atomic purple set of joy cons. And I think there are people who make mod kits actually, where you can like <laughs> take off the case of your joy con and put on a new one. I don't want to do that. Cause I don't want to avoid the warranty because mm-hmm. these things are apparently not made super well. Cause, cause, uh, it sounds like Nintendo. Cause you broke them. Well, we broke them, but apparently Nintendo, if you're getting, like, um, uh, stick drift, which is what was happening to us, where, like, the whatever that stick moves is moving all on its own without you actually touching it, 
um, mm-hmm. that they'll just replace it regardless of whether or not it's still under warranty. Mm. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, none of their repair centers are running right now, which is why we just bought a new set while we were waiting mm-hmm. for them to send us the repair stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, I would I would totally do that if I didn't if I wasn't afraid of voiding the warranty. Um, <laughs> but come on, just sell them. Like you've got them in all these other colors, and the other like we got an orange and purple set, and it looks super rad. Um, but see through atomic purple. That's what I want. Like I said, I'm I'm reliving. It's it's 1997 right now in in, in this apartment. Okay. I'm playing old poly- polygonal FPS shooters, playing Final Fantasy VII. I'm also playing uh, Bloodstained, which is basically just um, the 2019 version of Symphony of the Night. So, you know, all that stuff is, is still going on up here. Nice. I think uh, the other day I also ordered a Blu-ray of Candyman 2 because uh, Shout Factory <laughs> had, was having a sale. And that was a movie that I really wanted that they're printing that's going out of print this year. So, you know, the 90s are back, baby. Yeah. Except they're not because we're all stuck inside. (laughs) Well, when we're stuck inside, it can be whatever year we say it is until we have to interact with the outside. Um, So 90s. If you want to be 90s, let's do 90s. if you want to sit down and watch Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, go ahead. Uh, not going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, they may join you. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I did show, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time we were, but I did show my sister Where in the World is Carmen San Diego for the first time. Oh, God. And <laughs> we watched it, what too. Are the, what do those millennials think? Are they... Um, she thought it was very zany yeah and uh, a little bit too like high energy we, uh, for her we watched it recently too and lisa had mm. never seen it either which i was surprised by no yeah i watched it all the time as a kid but somehow i yeah i i didn't watch it all the time i watched more of where in time is carmen san diego the one that came after that mm. um which may explain a lot of my interest in history. Uh, but well, um, well, the one that we watched was about Colonial Williamsburg being stolen. So Yeah, that's the one I showed her. Too. Just an entire city <laughs> being stolen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason that I showed it to her was because uh, she was she's watched like the new Carmen Sandiego mo- uh, show. Oh, yeah, the one on Netflix. The, yeah, the Netflix uh, animated one. And... Um, I haven't seen it myself, but I want to because it actually looks really well done. Um, and they they had like a interactive episode mm-hmm. where it's like uh, you know, go, turn to page twelve to do this, turn to page thirty seven to do that. Um, except as a Netflix show. Yeah. And at the end, if you do, if you get like the good ending, they have all the characters sing the theme from "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego," <laughs> uh, which is not actually in the new series at all, except in this like one ep- one episode thing. Uh, so she was like, "Oh, it's this weird rap song." It's like, no, that's Rockapella. We gotta watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason. That's the only reason why you couldn't just show her. <laughs> No. You had to watch an entire episode so she could understand the context. Yes. It's still, like, 
to this day, I'm not sure exactly how you could get it to trigger, but if you mm -hmm. said the right words to my father, because I watched mm -hmm. so much of that show, he would still go, the warrant. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I've been there when your dad I has know. said it. I know. That's why. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, there was um, also the animated cartoon when I was a kid too. Uh, that yeah, that one was a bit later. Yeah. Um, Did not have the same yeah, theme was, song though. No. Uh, I don't think I watched the animated cartoon show myself, but I did have um, one of the later video games, like the one that was made after they made the TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, so it had like the chief make an appearance as like a full motion video thing. Um, yeah, I didn't have that one. I had the very, I had the original, the, the, the mm. monochromatic Apple IIe one. Oh boy. <laughs> that was my first computer. That's how old I am. Actually, that's not quite how old I am because the only reason we had that is because one of my parents got it for free because their, their work was getting rid of a whole bunch of them. Uh, because mm -hmm. they're upgrading to like, I think windows 3.1 or something like that at the oh, time. Oh goodness. Yeah, it's the first computer I remember using was a uh, Windows 98. Uh, oh, my God. What? No, I just I always forget how much younger than, than me you are. Because <laughs> I remember when Windows 98 came out. Oh, yeah? I remember also I never had it because we had a Windows 95 computer and my parents never upgraded. Did they finally upgrade to XP? Uh, no, I think we had we, we got the Millennium Edition. Oh, oh no! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just missed out. And then I think because we had the we had the ninety eight, and then like ME came out, and I I think that we just waited until XP came out yeah. the next year. Um, I think I think I got XP. My the first XP computer I had was like a cheapo uh, laptop I got when I went off to college. Mm. Yeah, I my first little computer was actually I was in elementary school. Um, which sounds really rich and bougie, but it was uh, mostly because my handwriting was terrible. And so my <laughs> mom tried to get me to do like a voice, you know, text to speech program for mm. school. Uh, and that was completely borked. So it didn't really work very well. So I mostly just used it to play Civilization 3. Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh, the Humble Bundle this month. I don't know if you saw it. I did not, no. Um is well is a thing that i think you might it's the sierra one. Oh, okay um and i have most of these games so i was like i don't know if i want to get it for myself uh but it sounded like something that you might be interested in if i can let me take a look find it here it is sierra yeah so it's got uh gabriel knight three mm -hmm. um police Quest. are you seeing this if you go down further though there's caesar four Quests for Glory 1 through 5, King's Quest Collection. Uh, See, it's got Phantasmagoria 2, A Puzzle of Flesh. And if you pay for the, yeah, it also has the first Phantasmagoria as well. Ah. Uh. Which I have both of those games. So if I didn't own them, I probably would get this. But since mm -hmm. I do, I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, and Caesar 3 as well. And Geometry Wars 3, which I also have and is also an excellent game. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're rambling at this point, though. <laughs> mm, a little bit, a little bit. 
But anyway, I'm... I, I, the only thing that's really on my mind that I'm looking forward to is running this, this role-playing game that I've been trying to get people to play for years now. Uh, and now we finally have time. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, anything that you're looking forward to? Anything that you're kind of excited for? Um, I don't know. Going to continue playing Dusk. Uh, continue playing Killing Floor 2. I've been putting a lot of solo time into that. Not okay. quite as much as our other friend who's been playing it with us, but yes, <laughs> I've been getting my dailies in every day, and so I've been like upgrading uh, like a lot of our a lot of my uh, 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 classes. Yeah, that's that's a game where it's like I if I'm going to be playing with y'all, I should be doing it solo, but I just don't find the interest in playing it solo. Like I if I'm going to play that game, I want to play it with you guys. Yeah, I would rather play it with other people, but if I'm just running my my dailies, like at mm-hmm. this point, unless it's something that's really ridiculous, my dailies take me like less than an hour to do. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. How about you, Elise? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, not really. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird time, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> um, just like things that are going on personally, so... I haven't really done a lot of solo binging or watching of anything. Um, we have sorry, been is that re- our cat yeah. like, just being okay? It's like, is that our cat just being weird? I'm just hearing this like heavy breathing, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what is that? It's it's, it's Ferdinand. Ferdinand chewing on something. Okay. Aw, kitty. Um, I binged almost all of Never Have I Ever. Um, which is a new Netflix show on uh, that Mindy Kaling produced. Um, so that's okay. been it's been really good. I really like it. It's like a high school comedic drama um, sort of thing. But I know it's really good. It's very funny. Um, it's interesting how she's like very much moved away from acting, and it like is pretty much just producing now because this is like one of like three or four shows that she is producing right now, um, which is Mm -hmm. kind of crazy, but yeah. All right. We also uh, almost watched all of community over the last like two weeks. Yeah. We're down to the last two episodes. So Um, so it got put on Netflix. So we decided to rewatch it for like the umpteenth time. And after you finish it, you're going to watch it again, right? Maybe. Probably. I don't want to talk about it. It's a really good show. (laughs) Have you actually, like, sat down and watched it? It's on Netflix. I feel like you don't have any. You've shown me. You've, like, tied me down and shown me a few episodes here or there. It's it's all right. It's not my thing, but. Like, it wasn't bad. I can can feel the stares from (laughs) from the microphone. (laughs) I mean... I don't know. At least you want to take it. What do you mean it's not your thing? I don't know. Like, explain yourself. What? What <laughs> about the the postmodern masterpiece that is Community turns you off? Like many a a viewer in the mid two thousands, early to mid two thousands. I mean, it's not that it doesn't turn... It's not that it turns me off. It's just that it doesn't really catch my interest. It's mm. just like, I don't know. Mm. Okay. All right. It's I fine. Mean, like, I like mean, like I say... 
Are you reevaluating our friendship? I'm not saying that explicitly. <laughs> Certainly thinking it loudly. Oh, as of this recording, it's also the 10 year anniversary of the first paintball episode. Aww. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> Who won? It's still going. Uh. Uh, like, what, what about it doesn't. Are you watching the first season? I, I've only watched what you've sat me down to watch, and of that, oh I was like... Oh my god, no, no. Go back and watch it from the beginning. Just I don't want to. I don't care. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> you don't have anything else to do. This is one of the greatest sitcoms ever written. That might just be it. It's a sitcom. Like, I don't, I don't watch a lot of sitcoms, ever. But it's, like, the best one. Well, it can be the best of a thing I don't like any of, and that doesn't. This is make really me want to watch it this more. is really like harshing my vibe right now. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. You haven't given me like a concrete reason. I I've given you a way out, which is just to say like yes, I'll watch it on Netflix from the beginning. I mean, it's, and then you just never do it. It's so good, <laughs> just, though. Just tell her. Just but tell like, her you'll do it and then never do it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, like, except for season four, it's so well written. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it does things that, like, other sitcoms only, like, deign to think of, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, it's not that they do, it's not that they, like, reference an action movie and expect you to laugh it's they will they will rec they will do an homage of an episode like they will dedicate an entire episode to an homage of a genre you know mm-hmm. and shut up it's so good it's okay so good and i don't understand I'm glad you like it. I'm glad it's a, a no. Fil- just fucking a watch it. No, has... no, 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 no. What? No, no, no. You don't need to be patronizing because I am right and you are wrong, and you don't understand. And you need to just go back and watch it from the beginning. I think one of the problems is like, because I'm I'm trying to think of like what we've shown you, and I think we've shown you like the two D and D episodes, and maybe one a of the a lot Halloween. of the holiday specials. Like okay. The, like the Halloween holiday I, special. I think you have to have like an affinity and... for the characters, though, because it's Maybe. it's something that is meant to be enjoyed on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Because it is it is the level of you understand it and the the idea of it's the homage. You understand it because of the affinity that you've grown to have towards these characters. Like, and you understand their struggles, and that helps you understand the message and the theming of each individual episode. Like, just, just go watch it. Just go watch it from the beginning. I don't want to talk to you until you have, quite <laughs> frankly. Does that mean you're not going to be playing uh, All Flesh Must Be Eaten on Friday? <laughs> I mean, you have until then to at least watch the first season of Community. <laughs> and recognize how wrong you are. Okay. I mean, like, honestly, uh... I feel like the show doesn't really take off till the second season. The first season's good, don't get me wrong, but... The second season's the golden years. Yeah. And what I have now now started calling the golden years. Uh... 
Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. And everybody on it, except for Chevy Chase, is like just the, some of the smartest people working in television. And it's offensive, quite frankly, that you haven't watched it. <laughs> like, I own it on DVD. You want to watch it on DVD? No, I'm, 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 I'm good. Thank just you. Just watch man. it on Netflix. Just say you're going to watch it on Netflix. You don't, you don't have to actually do it, Alex. I'm going to like write out like a PowerPoint, and that's going to be my contribution next time we record. About I, why that'll not be good for an audio medium. I don't care. I, I'm reminded of a, a conversation we had once driving to a convention where there was going to be a burlesque show that night, and the two of you were going to go, and I was going to not. And I recall, I think it was Nick asking, well, why don't you want to go to the burlesque show? Do you not like, what about burlesque don't you like? And to which I responded, well, I think it should be more the opposite is true. Like, why do you like burlesque? And, you know, just don't assume that everyone else will as a default. And that's kind of the way I think about it. Like, okay, it's great. Enjoy it. It's a, I'm sure it's a great show. It's a wonderful show. And it might be probably is the best of its type but that doesn't mean that it has to be something that everybody will enjoy and i'm certain that there are tons of things that i have recommended tons of things that i have said this is my favorite thing in the world this is the best game the best show the best movie that just isn't your thing but and that's 100 percent valid but this is <laughs> okay <laughs> it's i just I, okay. You don't have to proselytize community to me. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm not, I, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm just saying, objectively, <laughs> it is a groundbreaking and interesting sitcom that maybe you should give the time of day. Not because... I think it's the best or whatever, but because it is something that objectively goes into really interesting themes and ideas. Okay. So I think... I'm not saying it's not one of those things where I'm like, Oh, this is so great. This is the best. I love it. Everybody should watch it. This is like, this is, this is me saying like, this is the equivalent, like the sitcom equivalent of Hamlet. <laughs> And maybe you should watch it because it's Hamlet. Oh, I, I think feel I feel like that's that's the point I'm trying to make. I think what Elise is trying to say here is that you can do things her way, or there can be another bus crash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying uh, Elise <laughs> killed the last Glee Club. Just saying you <laughs> refusing to watch Community is like metaphorically cutting the brakes on hey look kings of leon <sighs> at least watch the idea channel youtube all right i it. think if if i think we've done about an hour and 30 minutes worth of bullying alex <laughs> i think we can call it i think it a only 10 minutes of that point. was bullying alex but i think you're right on that can you please at all least right. watch the youtube video Watch the YouTube video. Uh, it's the the once upon a time when the internet was good. Um, there was a 
the idea channel and at the very least i feel like you should watch the idea channel on community all right that's I'll it watch, that's, that's, i'll watch it is like a 10 I'll minute video that. just mm -hmm. watch it and then you will understand what i'm trying to say here and clearly failing okay all right i will watch the idea channels a video on community i can do that thank you <laughs> okay all right i think that's it for everyone so for some nerds have a podcast i'm nick i'm elise and i'm alex and thank you all for listening and good night, good night everyone.